This is All Things Therapy, where we are changing consciousness, one conversation at a time. And I'm Lisa Tahir, your host. Hello there. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I am Lisa Tahir, your host. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. If this is your first time tuning in, if it's not welcome, thank you for taking your time out to listen, to watch All Things Therapy. I appreciate you. And a reminder that if you're looking for a mental health practitioner to work with, I am available and taking new clients. Reach out to me, Lisa at nolatherapy.com, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com, standing for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, reflecting my two favorite cities where I live. And at my website, NOLA Therapy, there will be links to check out my book I have written on empathy and self-forgiveness as modalities for healing our vulnerabilities, our wounds, and His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, endorsed my book. There's also links to this podcast, links to an online mindset course that I created having to do with empowerment, I-N, empowerment, bringing forth what's within you into this world in a more confident way even if you're nervous about it. That's part of the process is feeling nervousness, even anxiety, and doing it anyway. That's what courage really is. And with that, I want to switch to the main part of All Things Therapy today. I have a really wonderful guest on. Dr. Ryan Hill is a physical therapist and co-founder of The Stride Shop. S-T-R-I-D-E, the Stride Shop here in New Orleans, Louisiana. I spent an afternoon with him the other day, and this is a really wonderful business. Dr. Ryan Hill founded the Stride Shop with his business partner, Dr. Naraj Vora, and they are here and available to help both runners dealing with injuries, get back to training and racing strong again, as well as working with people that have mobility issues or physical ailments, and you're not sure what's going on with your body, Dr. Ryan Hill is excellent about the brain-body connection, and I'm going to bring you into the stream. Hello there. You're welcome. Do you want to call you Dr. Ryan, Dr. Hill? How do you like to go by? You got it, Ryan. You know, you took so much of your time the other day when I came in the stride shop and it was illuminating. I love seeing how you work with individuals as they come in. I imagine like I did with, you know, like a pain in my foot, not sure what's going on. Is that how people usually approach? It, that's typically how how things work when, uh, when new clients come in with us. A, a big part of what we tried to, to, um, make the foundation for when we started the stride shop was the ability to give this individualized specific care to people and part of that is the kind of how we did have have a conversation for a little while before just going in and and just testing and kind of doing things and and you you learn a lot from people in terms of what what their fitness and and what their ailments mean to them and their in their day-to-day lives and and 
helps get an understanding of what it is they're trying to move towards in the future. And from there, you can kind of guide into to what really matters to somebody. You know, what struck me, Ryan, that y'all are doing at the Stride Shop is really helping people be more comfortable in their bodies. That often so many of us go around with like a pain and injury and it limits the way we just move through life. And I think a lot of people ignore it or try to just whatever, it's always been this way. But what I noticed in the time we had together is there's ways to retrain our body and retrain what you were sharing with me about the brain-body connection and how how we have a dominant eye, left or right, and how that really influences the way that we're ambulating and moving in our world. Can you talk to us more about the significance and importance of understanding that for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the the brain is a, a truly amazing thing in the way that it uh, kind of plays quarterback for the for the rest of the body and and how we go through um, and go through our day to day lives. You know, it's it's not just that okay, this thing hurts, but that it can start to build into this. Well, it hurts. Am I going to be able to do what I want to? Am I going to be able to pick up my kid? Am I going to be able to go running? For, for us specifically, that's a pretty common one is people identify as a, it's a stress relief. It's a, it's a way of life yeah. for them. And so that fear and anxiety that, that can build in with the idea of not being able to do something that you love like that yes. can start this cycle of where your body says, well, I, I'm, I'm in a threatening position here. And so then things start to tighten up a little bit more and tense up a little bit more, which then feeds into more pain. And then you worry more and then there's fear and then there's anxiety and pain and they all kind of tend to go around like that. And so you have to, to find this way to, to merge what the brain is doing in conjunction with the body at the same time. And, and when, you know, you're talking about like a dominant eye or dominant sense or something like that, uh, we're very good at uh, finding shortcuts to take in yeah. sensory inputs into our body. And so for, for you the other day, you know, I think we did, well, what's your dominant eye? It was your right eye. And so your brain loves to take in that information from that right side. And when you, when you close that eye and all of a sudden now that other side's the primary thing that's given you your, your data, your input, that brain, mm. the brain says, well, well, this is, this isn't our norm. This isn't the way that I process information. This could be a threatening situation. And so yeah. it'll start to tense up the body and things like that. And so what we like to do is try and train those other senses, whether it's the eye or uh, we have a nostril we like to to take a sense in out of that auditory that we like to do. And so we'll train those things along with the, you know, what's strong, what's weak, what's, what's, uh, what's tight and, and, and things like that. You know, I had never had it explained to me that way. And it really struck a chord with knowing certainly we have a dominant side and, but not really connecting it to how that truly relates to the way we take in information and navigate our world, how we walk into a room, how we, how we assess, you know, mm -hmm. information and the side that's weaker, you know, like, I think a lot of us just go through our lives completely unaware and that there are ways to train and connect. Like you showed me specifically with my toes, something mm -hmm. I wasn't able to do. And I've been practicing trying to, to do what you were showing me that your body could do. And it's uh -huh. like, wow, it's remarkable how the smallest suggestion can help change. Sure. It's, a, it's, bringing that awareness to that part of the body right before you came in there's probably not a whole lot of people that have asked you if you can do toe yoga what? 
<laughs> that ability to lift that foot. But, you know, what we're saying the the bottom of the foot is a is an antenna for the brain, and it's telling you your body, hey, this is this is what the ground's doing underneath this, right? We're either really stable or or we're unstable. And uh, if you don't have that ability, that good brain to foot connection, the brain says, well, you know, I'm not entirely sure what's happening down there. So maybe let's find a way to restrict the joint, take out the variables. And so we do things like claw our toes or right. roll to the outside of the foot. And those, those are the common things that we tend to see with, you know, we kind of started as this specialization in running injuries. And so people come in, obviously we take a look at the feet a lot of the times, are they getting good input from the, from the brain to the foot? And uh, that's a pretty common way of just kind of tricking to create a false sense of stability. Yeah. You know, I'm curious about the history of the stride shop and you mm -hmm. and Dr. Bora, what was your approach, your thoughts in, in opening the stride shop? Yep. We, uh, so we started the stride shop in 2019 and started getting kind of rolling just before the, before the pandemic mm -hmm. um, started. And so our idea was that Niraj and I, who he's now moved into up to Baton Rouge and started a stride shop there as well. And uh, we were working in a sports med clinic together. And, and the, the way that the, the biomedical approach to, to physical therapy is now is that it's almost more of a, a quality over quantity mm -hmm. uh, or quantity over quality uh, type of setup. And so we were seeing two, three, sometimes more patients in an hour at a time. And neither of us felt like we were able to kind of give the care that we really needed to. Um, yes. And that's frustrating. That's frustrating because you have these injuries that you're like, I, I know that I'm onto something here, but I don't necessarily have the time to spend specifically mm -hmm. with you because I've got these two other people that I need to jump from. And, you know, as we were saying, there's there's the physical part of things, but there's also I I need to know a little bit about what your life is like. What is your yeah. what is your true motivating factor for you here? Right. What's your social situation like? Right. Are you you know, you are you getting enough sleep? Are you having stressors at work or at home? Or are there other things that are going to impact the way that you feel? And I, you're limited with that in in yeah. kind of the current uh, PT model. And so our thought was, well, let's break off, start doing this. We both had a passion for running. We were both, uh, you know, not professionals by any means at it, but we're enough to to say we we run some races and. Yeah. Uh, so well, look, let's let's get in this group of people. New Orleans has a fabulous running community. There's so many, fabulous. Much, so many nights of the week you can find people that want to get out and run with you. And some of mm -hmm. it is for fitness, some of it is for mental health, some of it is they just want the socialization of the whole thing. Yeah. And so we started just kind of uh, ingraining ourselves in in that community, and it's wonderful, wonderful people that then we were able to when they would come in and say, look. I've got an hour and 15 minutes to spend with you. Let's get into the weeds about what's really kind of happening yeah. with you. And, uh, and you know, you see it after a while and you realize where you were messing up beforehand when you didn't have the time. And you see all these people that have similar injuries that are same age, same spot as hurting, but they're healing at different, you know, times and paces and things like that. And that's mm -hmm. where the rest of the, the, the brain body stuff starts to come in. And you see why, people are having different experiences with seemingly the, the same injury. 
And I noticed that, Ryan, going to the strideshop.com website, that when people look at what you offer, booking a session, it's it's an actual adequate amount of time, an hour, an hour plus, for you to really get in there and have these conversations and to bring in even what is your social life like, to really pull in the areas of life that affect our physical health, that our body somatizes our emotions, and that can cause tightness, tension, that turns into an injury, and especially long-standing pains, physical pain and injury is typically rooted somehow in an emotional experience that, you know, it's that y'all actually get in there versus just, in my experience of the past, physical therapy being like this very quick, say, 30-minute in and out, you know, do the, the procedure and that's it without a lot of questions. And I just really love the more comprehensive and holistic approach and it's it's tough to it's tough to build trust in such a short amount of time Mm -hmm. right you want to have a trust in your your the person that's working with you and trying to get you back to doing something that you love right and that's why you know it's we talk about how people will appreciate what you do if we we go and Niraj and I every now and then we're, we're trying to figure out, okay, what are people appreciating with what we're doing? What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Yeah. Right. And you look at a, a Google review and it's like, they took the time. Right? Yes. They diagnosed things, they did things right, but they took the time to really understand what was happening with me. And, and you see that come out again and again is having trust in the person that you're, you're working with, that they actually care about what's happening is uh, it's very powerful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill it is you know you shared a story with me and so i'm thinking so you're really connected to the running community mm-hmm. in the new orleans area and that's a large population of your clientele but you talked about even working with a gentleman in his 80s to help him you know with his with his ambulation and can you talk to us about other clients that you work with in case somebody might not be you know, a runner, but they're experiencing some pain that's kept them from walking as much as they would like to. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That, that gentleman, he had, uh, he had had a stroke, um, a number of years back and, uh, had had some therapy, had had some, some balance work done and it, he had progressed well. I mean, he's, he's a, uh, an, an absolute joy to be around because you can tell yeah. he works hard at what he's trying to do. And, but he just wasn't where he wanted to be. You know, he's in, right. he's in his 80s and he's still running his business and he's he's trying to walk his dogs every single single day. And so when he came in, um, he was just looking for, hey, can can we do something to, to help with my balance? Right. I just need something mm-hmm. a little bit different and it had nothing to do with running. It was he wanted to be able to walk to the airport easier. Yes. I think. He, he wanted to not have to worry about falling over whenever he's he's you know taking his dogs for walks and things like that and so we started with him kind of at this baseline of i'm going to have you on hands and knees and we're going to start working with the way that we learned to walk originally right we start off oh, as wow. tummy tummy time to begin as a kid then we get up onto the hands and knees start taking loads through the the arms and the and the legs 
and and then we progressively get into that standing position and challenge it in, in that way. And for someone who's had a stroke like that, uh, for him, it, it affected his left side. And so okay. for years, that left side just hasn't gotten gotten used. Mm. And so if it, and you go into the brain and you've got this real estate that's dedicated to that left side of the body mm. and it's not getting used over and over, something else starts to, to move into that real estate. It doesn't okay. just become dead space. Something else will, will go in and, and, and start to use it. Similar concept of someone who, who is blind, they, you hear that their other senses start to, yes, right to get heightened, right? That real cute. estate's yeah. getting used because that it's not being used for it. Okay. And so we had to start trying to reestablish um, that that left side needed to start taking on its fair, fair mm -hmm. share of what it was doing. And so uh, with him, a lot of the stuff like you were talking about, the dominant senses and things like that, we do things with the eyes uh, eyes closed, one eye open. Um, we have him doing stuff where his head's moving one direction and the eyes are tracking a different one to create oh, this ability to, to um, differentiate things are, that are coming into to his field of view. Because in the, in the clinic, things are very safe, right? Yeah. But right outside of our, our shop on St. Claude, there's people driving like maniacs. It's busy. It's, it's fast. Yes. It's busy and it's fast. And so if you get overstimulated a little too quick, uh, the body goes into fight or flight mode mm -hmm. and you kind of forget that, that you go back to, you revert back to that, uh, adapted way of walking that he had after the stroke. And so, uh, I love working with that gentleman because it is awesome. challenging and it is, uh, um, he's, he's gung ho about it too, right? Cause he's seeing yeah. real results with it. You know, and what you're talking about, this this different way of working with people, when I think of fitness and there's a kind of fitness, which is walking in the weight room and doing dumbbell curls and bench presses. And that is so much easier to where instead you do something with your body, like close one eye and just stand on one leg or close both eyes and try to stand on one leg. And within seconds, I think most people are falling over and you're not even holding a weight. And that really challenges your core. So what you're talking about with our sight and our other senses and the role they play into our overall health and fitness is so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, if you can give the brain more information Right. Give the brain more quality information. It's going to improve everything throughout. It's going to improve your strength. It's going to improve your balance. It's going to improve your range of motion. Right. So a, a kind of a, a typical way that we don't think about it is someone who comes in with like a, a tight hamstring, for yeah. instance. And my hamstrings are tight. They've always been tight. Um, but I can get them on a table and I can move them through a certain range and, and they've got a full range or something. What's happening is, is they're bending over to touch the touch the ground and those hamstrings typically either aren't strong enough or they're not getting good information from the bottom of the foot up to the brain and so the brain says i don't trust that if you keep going further that i can get you out of that position and wow so it tightens the hamstring up right and so it won't let wow. you go further the brain's got control of this thing make no mistake yeah. about it yeah you yeah. know so for you ryan are there certain things looking at your own personal health and fitness are there certain kind of go-to's that you practice your habits certain things for you to keep your balance on point and such that you can offer our listeners and viewers uh specifically physically what do i do to yeah to i'm curious yeah sure. having so this I, awareness uh, absolutely so i have a i have a daily um kind of mobility routine it takes three minutes 
mm-hmm. and I coordinate it with with breathing patterns that I do. So I, I have a, a daily mobility. I try to meditate on a on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and then probably a couple of days a week uh, while I'm going through my regular routine of lifting or something like that, I'll do it with like an eye closed or if I'm listening to music, I'll do it on mm. my non-dominant side uh, kind of thing. And it's small stuff. It's not major changes that you have to make, but it's consistency with it. I is, like is that. Kind of the key with it. I like that. So, I also go on and then I'll say, you know, I, I, I deal with it is, is I, there's, there's things like, a, especially for runners, right? Proper warm-up is a, is a major deal. Um, reason being is that if I get out, if I strap on some shoes and I just walk out the door right now and I just start running, my body doesn't know what we're running from. The first <laughs> instinct is, what, are, what is chasing us right now? And that's why okay. you have that first little bit of run of your run. You're just like, this just does not feel good. And then we yeah. say, oh, well, we've warmed up now and we've calmed down what I think is probably happening there is the brain's like, Oh, we're not running from something. We're doing this for our personal health. Oh, wow. And so if you can start doing things ahead of time to kind of prep the nervous system into, Hey, we're about to do some work, but it's safe. We're okay. I love um, that. Then the body responds a whole lot better. You know, I'm really big and working with clients, helping people talk to their bodies. I talk to my body, but I hadn't thought of it like, like that when I go to exercise and I so know that feeling I'll start to kind of jog and it just feels like awful like oh mm-hmm. like my body's like what are you what are you doing even though I've done this for years but I've never paired like okay we're gonna go on a fun we're gonna go on an exercise run there's nothing chasing so I love right. that to see how it feels to kind of warm up my mind and let my body know what we're about to do mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and breathing such a big part of that as well um so the you know the you start doing something really quickly and you start holding your breath that's a fight or flight response to the body right so that's when i say uh, i practice these breathing patterns with any of like the stretching or stuff that i'm doing as well oh yeah you know i i noticed that you said you all opened another location in baton rouge Mm -hmm. congratulations thank you so what is the vision for the stride shop so uh, baton rouge was uh that was conceptualize in one we know there's more people running and, and people tend to get hurt in whatever city <laughs> so yeah if we can be a resource around there niraj also grew up in baton rouge his family's okay. there and so he's now blessed to be able to see his parents more more frequently his his brother more frequently and that's great and so the the vision there was well let's let's try and spread out what we're doing here and and um you know see what we can make of it. I don't, I don't know that we're trying to go worldwide or anything like that, but it's uh, let's, let's get to a few different places and just help the main people that we can. There's just, there's such a wonderful running community in this Southern region in New Orleans and Baton Rouge. There's kind of like a race for everything. And it's so fun. It's, it's just been a delightful part of my life living here, like the Turkey trot and all the different five K's and 10 K's and people are always just so nice. Like even when I used to run with a running group catch 22 and I was one of the slow runners, the fast runners, everybody was so encouraging and positive. It's just a wonderful like community of people that just want to, I don't know, like have fun and support each other. Yeah. And, and and maybe you can speak to this, what it's like in LA with, uh, with communities like that. Is it similar? You know, I don't run in a community anymore. I've been more focused um, on like, I really love the weight room and balancing on the BOSU ball upside down and 
like walking on the beach. So my fitness, it looks different than it yeah. used to. So I'm not part of a community there, but I know I see on meetup.com, there's a ton of groups like here in the New Orleans Baton Rouge area with people yeah. working out together, especially on the beach, Santa Monica, like always a yoga class, something like that going on. Yeah. I So I think you can, I, I think to that, I think you can find running groups pretty much any city that you go to. So one of, one of the groups that we frequently run with here in, in New Orleans is, is the 504th and they're part of what's called the bridge the gap movement. And so the idea is that you get out and you run with groups of people in areas of the town that you're probably not frequently in. Right. And so you try to, to go to all these different places to get experience to people that are, look different than you or in a different line of work than you or or have had a different cultural upbringing or background than what you have and a a running group like that exists in pretty much any big city you go to so we've had runners from that group go to korea and meet up wow. with the bridge the graph group of cap group over there and had immediately a community you know on, on the other awesome. side of the of the earth that they were able to immediately just get in, ingrained into and become a part of and and you know it's a it doesn't really matter if you're running fast or you're running slow you can get out there with people that are just wanting to wanting to be with you yeah. exactly and like at the end celebrate and have a beer or whatever or not and yeah it makes it it makes it better absolutely i love that i just wrote down bridge the gap movement mm -hmm. I love it. I didn't know about them. When what? you share that story, it reminds me, I had the opportunity to join the Hash House Harriers uh -huh. in Grenada in the West Indies for my first hash oh, wow. years ago. It was awesome. And they put like a little bits of paper. We were running over bouldering, over rocks, going uh -huh. through rivers, like soaking wet. It was amazing. And at the end, they had prepared a big feast of food and uh it was like a highlight of running with that group but i know there are hash house harriers everywhere as well they're they're a fun group in new orleans too i've they had i've got a a story where they uh i was at home had not planned on going out or doing anything that night and i see this group of people hanging out on the on the corner there i just went out to see what's happening and they're they're laying arrows in different directions and they're just like throw some running shoes join us and see what's kind of going on and it was honestly one of the, just the funnest running nights i've ever had trying to figure out it was like a, a maze around mid-city yes. um, to find it's the so right fun. direction it's but so they're fun. they're a blast they are so i love what you and naraj are doing with the stride shop but it's for for runners for athletes and for people that just want to heal their pain in a more holistic way than just the straight up traditional kind mm -hmm. of physical therapy where you're really working with, like you said, the sole of the foot really being that information sensor and decipherer of everything that then happens and our body on up from the sole of our foot is what I understand from you now. That's it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's been fun. So like I said, if we started off and it was, well, let's try and let's try and market specifically to, to running groups and, and runners. And we do that. And that's what we've specialized in just because we've seen so many of them over the past three years, but yes. we're seeing more and more people are coming in. Well, well, can you, can you take a look at my, my father or my brother or my sister or something like that? And so yeah. now word of mouth is they're not necessarily a runner, but they're hurting. And the answer is, is obvious. 100%. Yes. Come in. Let's, let's try and uh, let's just try and get people active and moving. I agree, Ryan, because when people are out of pain, they're going to be more physical and that that always enhances our health. 
you know, and so, so, you know, it's pain that keeps a lot of people from being more physical and more active and therefore, you know, less healthy. So I love that you're a resource. And additionally for listeners and viewers to know, you can even help, you know, I ask what kind of running shoe should I be in? Cause there's so many, it's overwhelming. So I love that that's something you all also help us with is selecting a running shoe made for our body. So we're more efficient. Yeah, that's a common question that we we get is what's the right running shoe for me, and yeah. uh, that's it's kind of a loaded question that you know, like we we were saying the other day, big big thing is take the sole of that shoe out, put it down, and if if your foot is larger than the sole of that shoe, then that is not the right one for you. <laughs> so Which I've it. never heard either to do that. Never even thought of it. Well, so so that, it makes so much sense. Yeah, and like you say, if your foot's squished in the in that shoe, then it's messing with the information that the bottom of your foot's going to be able to give to your brain. And we're back to that original problem that we said: of the brain doesn't have good info, uh, you're not going to have a good good result coming from it. Exactly. So first thing to look at when you're getting a new shoe is: does your foot actually fit on the on the sole of it? Yes. So Ryan, how can listeners and viewers reach you and and be curious, get information, book an appointment? Sure. So you can uh, you can go to our website. It's probably the easiest, the, the stridechop.com, or you can also reach us on the stridechop at gmail.com or some of the socials at face or at the stridechop on Facebook and uh, at the stridechop on Instagram as well. That's awesome. I'm really grateful to have met you and had the experience at the stridechop. It was really like wow. Um, it makes me excited to you know start running again more than I was. Well, having this new information so thank you uh, you're you're more than welcome whenever you get back from from la uh, seek us out we'll we'll go run in together i love that thank you ryan for your time and for the stride shop and i just hope you have a wonderful rest of your afternoon thank you same to you it's been an absolute pleasure thank you bye right. bye-bye that concludes our show today with Dr. Ryan Hill of thestrideshop.com, S-T-R-I-D-E shop.com in both New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Reach out if you have running injuries, pains, mobility, questions, issues. They're really awesome and a wonderful business, wonderful people. And with that, I'm going to wish you a good rest of your Thursday afternoon. This is episode number 313. Thank you for your continued listenership and support. All of my love. And I'll be with you next week. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review All Things Therapy on the platform you're listening from. And let's connect on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at NOLA Therapy, the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, reflecting my two favorite cities. And let's keep changing consciousness, one conversation at a time.